710 AM The Word welcomes you to Pastor to Pastor with our host, Dr. John Jackson, president of William Jessup University, as he talks heart to heart with pastors and leaders. Learn what God is doing in our churches and community, areas of tremendous challenge and opportunity, and the exciting hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Now, here's Dr. John Jackson. Well, this is John Jackson. I want to welcome you to this edition of Pastor to Pastor. I am the president of William Jessup University, and at Jessup, we partner with the church to educate transformational leaders for the glory of God. And through this special program, we partner with KFIA to interview pastors and spiritual leaders in our region who are making a difference for Jesus. And today, you are in for a treat. I've got four special guests here in the radio station, and we're excited to talk about something God is doing that's very special and profound. But first, I want you, the listeners, to meet them. So would you introduce yourselves one by one? Yes, I'm Pastor Armin Divanya from His House Ministries at Capital Christian Center, and I'm pastoring an Armenian church. Very good. Welcome. Yes. Hi, this is Father Yerishek Sachikian, pastor of St. James Armenian Apostolic Church in Sacramento, and thank you for having us. You are welcome. Welcome. Hi, my name is Barbara Eresian, and I am co-writer on the film Who Will Remember?, I'm also a uh, math professor at Sierra College. Welcome. Hi, my name is Anna Karapetian, and I am here helping with the organization of this year's Armenian Genocide Commemoration with uh, this ministry. Well, I want to thank each one of you for being here, and our listeners are in for a treat, because today we're going to talk about the fact that this is the 103rd year commemoration of the Armenian Genocide, and for many of our listening audience, Maybe they don't know details, so I'm going to start with Anna. If you would just tell us a little bit, give us a, a brief history lesson. We don't want to become history experts, but a history lesson, just a little bit. What was the genocide? So the genocide, well, I guess more uh, better known as the first genocide, the most, uh, the <laughs> a little unrecognized. Oh, yes. <clears throat> okay. uh, occurred in 1915 between the Ottoman Empire and the Armenian um, con- or country of Armenia. Okay. Um, and uh, till today, we are still fighting or wanting the recognition of it for the 1.5 million souls that were taken through the atroc- during the atrocities. Of Let me stop right there. Mm-hmm. 1.5 million lives were lost. Oh, Correct. Horrified. So during the Second World War, we know that the concentration camps uh, estimates are about 6 million Jews were killed during the uh, Armenian, Armenian genocide, genocide 1.5 million souls. Yes, uh, unfortunately. I, and I just want people to let that sink in in our audience. During the Vietnam War, if I remember the numbers correctly, 57,000 U.S. troops were lost, and that's horrifying. 57,000 U.S. soldiers were lost, but 1.5 million in 1915. Um, is there anything else you can tell us about this genocide? Was it was it racial ethnic strife? Was that... Um, from my understanding and my research, it was more religious-based. We were under the rule and probably, the only, from my understanding, again, the only um, Christian nation under the Ottoman Empire, which was ruled uh, you know, under Muslim um, religion. Boy, so in many respects, although it's 103 years later, some of the pressure points, some of the challenges that we're facing in the modern age with the relationship between Christian and Muslim nations and uh, religious freedom and liberty— these are huge challenges. I, I just am coming back from having spoken at a religious liberty conference. These are big areas. Now, you all didn't just study about it. You actually have made a film. So I want to ask Barbara if you would speak to us a little bit. How did the film uh, come into being? What You're a math professor, you just told us, at Sierra College. How does a math professor decide to get involved with a film? 
Uh, so about four and a half years ago, I was watching about the conflict in the Middle East and realized that that was uh, what had happened to my grandmother uh, 103 years ago. So as a child, she told me her story of survival over and over again. And she always pleaded with me at the end of telling me the story is tell your children, tell your children's children, never forget. Mm. And so about four and a half years ago, I just decided that I needed to tell the story. And I decided writing a book probably wouldn't be effective because people don't read as much these days. So I decided that I would try to make a movie. Wow. Wow. Let me stop. We've got two pastors in the room. I'm going to come back to you in just a minute, Barbara. But pastors, when you hear of somebody who gets a vision or gets an idea, how do you go from being a math uh, professor to deciding to produce a movie? What, tell me when you think about your church communities uh, how do you help people who have a vision to then decide to go after that vision? I know it's a little off topic of a movie, but I'm intrigued with the subject of a math professor becoming a movie maker. Well, uh, it's so interesting. I met with Barbara three years ago and another math teacher who comes to our church. And she introduced me to Barbara and said that she's coming up with this story. It's real. It's our story, actually. It's not just Barbara's story. Yes. And I met with her, and Barbara was seeking for, like, how can we put this together? And I was clueless, too, because it was big. She, she was mentioning about Hollywood movies, and I said, I don't know how to reach that part of the world, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and uh, the first thing we said, we have to pray about this. You know, when, when God wants something to do in your life, then he connects you with some resources. Mm. Now, two years passing on. And Barbara was able to connect with uh, Max in Hollywood. She will tell you more in a moment about the director. And then she comes to us again and we said, well, the April 24th is coming and we can work this out. Let's put this vision together and reach out to Sacramento, the nations. And I love Sacramento, very diverse. Yes, and we are yeah, very, very connected. It's just a melting pot. Mm -hmm. yes, All the is. nations are here, and they can hear our story, our heart, just as much we support MLK Night That's and right. everything else. You know, we love that part of the, the, the community, vibrant. So, and, and we start working together, and here we are now, and it's happening. I want to ask a Pastor, and I'll, I'll struggle with your names tonight. Pat That's okay. Father Yehishe. Father Yehishe. Uh, tell me about how you intersected with the story of this movie and... Well, I have to say that um, first I want to commend the work that Barbara has uh, done and she's been resilient because I too remember when I spoke with Barbara a few years ago, I don't recall how many years, maybe two and a half perhaps when I was just here in the community, uh, we spoke as to what she could do. And, um, you know, I was again, like Pastor Armand mentioned, Clueless. I suggested few things perhaps that she could do to the diocese and, you know, just get to know producers or people who are perhaps in the same line of work. Um, but she's been resilient and she's here. Now we are here because of it. So uh, really, she's done a great work. Um, so I would say that similarly, uh, at first, clueless, but yet again, God has uh, done his work, has brought her and everyone uh, else today here together. And the um, also the 24th when the movie will be shown, um, all of that is, a, you know, has 
you know been it's uh, everything has come to its completeness in yes. a sense yeah. isn't it amazing how god often works upstream of mm-hmm. us we we get a vision or a birth a, a beginning of an idea but he's already arranging so barbara you did go from being a person with an idea a passion tell us a little bit about how god brought the director and then if you could tell us a little bit about the details of the movie uh, we we will be telling where it's going to be shown in that, but just tell us how the movie came together, how it got created. So uh, two and a half years ago, I took my script and um, went to Los Angeles and pitched it to a whole bunch of producers uh, at what's called the Great American Pitch Fest. And Max Friedman was there. He was one of the people that I pitched to, and he immediately connected with the story. And um, after talking with him and working with him, we started working together. He helped me elevate the script, and um, we were co-writers and co-producers on this short film. Our true goal is to make a feature film. The, the intent of the film, the feature film, the short film, is twofold. One is to inform people about the genocide. There's still many, many people that don't know about still it. Know, right. And the second truthfully, is to have it recognized. Um, officially. Officially so let recognized, me, let me stop yes. There, a lot of people don't understand that. And I, I know this is hard, and it sometimes can bring tensions even among people of different racial, ethnic backgrounds. But when you say recognized, at this moment in time, is it correct that it is not officially recognized by uh, government officials or perhaps even the United Nations? Help, help our audience with that. So I believe um, at least 42 nations have officially recognized right. it, uh, particularly after the centennial. But uh, currently, the United States has not officially recognized it. And I believe if we could reach that goal and get it to where the United States can officially recognize it as well, I think that'll be a huge effect in the movement of our recognition and perhaps the remedies that would come with it. Okay, so say again, currently the United States does not recognize the genocide of 1915. No, currently I believe. It Forty-eight states has recognized it, right? right. In my understanding, yeah. Um, my goal, which is kind of a funny to state, it would be kind of two plus one. The two states that don't recognize it, Mississippi and Alabama, mm. the plus one would be the nation of Turkey. It would be really great if we could have it recognized in that way. Well, as you guys have already stated, God uh, works uh, as we pray, and I think at minimum we need to be praying uh, for this. This could be mm-hmm. part of what God uses with the film and other mechanisms mm-hmm. to to cause that recognition to mm-hmm. take place. Okay, so your goal is ultimately a feature-length film, then you want to also be able to see a historical uh, official recognition by the United States, the two states, and the nation mm-hmm. of Turkey. Uh, that would be very helpful. I also heard there's another project attached uh, to the film. Could you talk a little bit about that? So what we wanted to do with this organization particularly is um, at least start with this year. We've chosen a a particular orphanage in the city of Gumri um, in Armenia uh, that uh, to to particularly with the proceeds that we get from any of the any of this particular event should go directly to that as well. Um, the The orphanage is called Our Lady of Armenia again in Gumri. And what it does is. Essentially, it was established in 1988 after, or after 1988, the big uh, earthquake that happened there in that city. Um, and a lot of the orphans, which are the priority, the kids that were just abandoned or, or just left without parents, and kind of grew that way. And now today it holds uh, over 800 kids, um, privately owned, privately funded by just donations and whatnot. It's a beautiful orphanage. Uh, 
But the beauty that I think what makes this particular orphanage stand out the most is that uh, particularly the girls in the orphanage, they don't they have an option to stay from 15 to 22 years old, even past the age of 18, to help them transition into the regular world. Very good, very good. Barbara, tell us a little bit about uh, details. So you've, you've created a, a, a short film. How long is it? Uh, where will it be shown? And how can people get access to this? If our listeners want to come experience the film, how do they get to experience it? And how long is the film right now? The short film is 18 minutes long. Okay. And it will be shown at the commemoration of the genocide April 24th at Capitol Christian Center Performing Arts Center. And you can find information um, about that at the... ArmenianLanguageArts.com. Mm-hmm. ArmenianLanguageArts.com. Mm-hmm. I also see there's a Facebook page, uh, Facebook.com, and then Who Will Remember is another place. Yes. Yeah, that's true. That's the website for our short film, so Who Will Remember um, on Facebook. All right, so I also uh, think when somebody comes to this, will they be able to, in addition to experiencing the film, is there any, on the 24th, is there any conversation that will happen? Any other displays or materials or information? Yeah, we're going to have a short program with um, a little bit of information. We'll show the film. After the film, we'll have a panel. We're going to have the actors and the director present. They'll be able to ask us questions about how we created the film and what our goals are for the film as well. There will, uh, additionally, there will also be some dance performance, performances as a tribute to oh, some great. of the old music of the old country. Oh, very good. So anybody interested in, in coming to experience the movie, experience a little bit of Armenian culture, uh, and f- especially from the old country, as well as have a question and answer, April 24th, 6 p.m. at Capital Christian Performing Arts Center. I, I want to um, shift, if I can, just a little bit. We're going to come back to the movie in just a minute, but I want to shift to the two pastors here. Uh, tell us a little bit about your communities. How do you think that they will respond uh, to a film? And then maybe even just tell us a little bit, what is happening in your churches? What is the heartbeat of your church? I, I know you are different churches, but what, what, is, uh, what is the Lord doing in your church at this time? You know, being a pastor for Armenian community, it's I, last year I went to Israel. I was in Israel, and they took me to the Holocaust Museum. On my halfway, my through the museum, I just crushed in my spirit, and I couldn't go any longer. Mm. And I'm just getting very emotional now. So yeah. I stepped back and I went out. Yes. And that's when I noticed that, you know, our healing is in process, mm-hmm. but it's not complete. Mm. You know, it will be completed when it's recognized. Yes. You know, it's it's hard to me to talk about it. Kind of. All the other pastors I I was with, they go through, you know, they're just kind of, it's a history. They're looking at it. But to me, I feel like I was walking through with the souls, 1.5 million, my story. So when you pastor the Armenian church, Armenian community, there's a lot of emotions. There's a lot of history. That part cannot be denied. Yes. It's us. And certain certain times in certain situations, we we act different. And we, we understand that. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of times I try to help my other friends and pastors and ministers say this is how this is what triggers us because there's a lot of anger maybe sometimes right. could be. And I said, you know, we accept the healing from God. God yes. is doing a lot of healing in our lives. We preach hope, healing, grace, mm-hmm. compassion, love. But at the same time, 
you know, we're trying to lead our people kind of come out of the grief, you know, the, the grief, grieving, yeah, yes, grieving yes. process, yes. And so many people don't realize that if we haven't had a particular experience, our, uh, we don't necessarily walk the same road as somebody else. But if it's in your family heritage, and this is something that you've experienced, it's, it's a point of pain or sensitivity. And I so appreciate your heart for healing and also sensed as you walked through that Holocaust Museum how touched you were by the, by the loss and the grief. Yeah, but, I remember I asked one of the instructors and I said, the, the question came to my mind and I said, do you, do you know why the nation of Israel has not yet recognized? Well, I know there's a lot of foreign policies and yeah, just sure. too much happening, but it's just that the, the question just popped up in my mind. I love Israel. I support Israel, every part and inch of Israel. But uh, it's just, they, they totally, and he says, brother, I don't know. Yeah. He was very silent. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Father Hishay, tell us what uh, what your church is about, and tell us what uh, what it is like to pastor in the Armenian community from your perspective. To to go back kind of on the question you started yes, with, please. John. Um, every time a movie about the Armenian genocide is made, our people, of course, are very uh, get excited about it. So I think um, they will be similarly excited about you know the movie who will remember to be shown on April the twenty fourth. I I think one of the things that has been difficult or is difficult overall is forgiveness. Mm-hmm. We talk about forgiveness. Yes. Our Lord Jesus Christ has forgiven us. That's right. And every time we pray the Lord's Prayer is, you know, forgive one another. That's always we hear it. It's been told to us. It is a calling for each Christian, I believe. And so to get people to that point where they could forgive, um, you know, such an atrocity, mm-hmm. a genocide, is difficult but yet i think um god is preparing um our, our people for that and has been for years um why i say that is because uh, people just like barbara have been resilient armenians mm-hmm. um they've uh, kept going and they've built and they've formed communities outside of their own nation and um they have contributed to every country that they've gone to, to their communities, um, and have done great things um, in that sense. Um, so I think it is uh, one of the things that is important, and I, I've participated in such programs as educational, educating our youth, um, bringing them to, to that point of, for them to be able to forgive, but also at the same time, uh, being aware that genocides are continuing to happen around the world. So for us, it is, as Armenians, um, against whom a genocide was committed, is very, very important that we um, are the ones to, you know, raise our voices and um, say that, you know, countries and governments really need to be aware of of the steps that they're taking and hopefully be able to prevent any such um, acts that will lead to a genocide. That's such a good point. We, we live in a world, tragically, where it appears that uh, the, the pace and the breadth and depth of these uh, mass killings, uh, genocides, uh, I, I'm thinking of now about Rwanda, I'm thinking about what happened in Bosnia uh, some years ago, and I think in each one of these cases we, we ask ourselves, uh, how, what can we do to intercede? And so I, I want to ask each of you, Is this is a glorious movie, and we're going to come back to it, but who will remember April 24th at Capital Christian Performing Arts Center at uh, 6 p.m.? Uh, there'll be a great opportunity there. 
if you had one takeaway, we want people to contribute to an orphanage, we want people to be aware of what happened historically, one thing that you want Armenians to do and one thing you want non-Armenians to do, what would that one thing be? Let's start with the ladies. Well, uh, I'd say for Armenians is to never forget our own culture, our own history, remind our children and our children's children, as Barbara's grandmother would always tell her. I think it's very important. It's, it's, a, it's what our foundation is built yes. on. Um, for non-Armenians is particularly awareness, I think needless to say, but uh, also to get, bring them into our culture too, yes. for spe- specifically because we're in such a diverse uh, city. But. Yeah, that's a great uh, gift of, of uh, Sacramento is being this diverse community. Okay, Barbara, what do you? Two things. I know you've put your heart and soul into this. If people walk away with two things, if uh, Armenian culture or non-Armenian, what what would you like to have happen? Well, one one thing that I would say along this whole process is one one thing I have tried to do more than anything is to shine um, a ray of light through these really dark events. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess what I I would like people to be open to listening to our story, um, to come hear, um, you know, what, what we have to say, what, what we have to, um, to share, and just learn and, and be open. Um, be open to kind of the pain that we've experienced, as well as knowing that, you know, we're trying to forgive. Wonderful. Love it. All right, pastors, now we've got just a couple minutes left, so you've got to be brief. Uh, what's one thing you want for the Armenian culture and then a non-Armenian to experience? For Armenian culture, I would say to be open to uh, forgiveness and understanding, to teach um, people around them, uh, to educate them about um, our own genocide and the other genocides that are happening around the world. For non-Armenians, to also be open for education and support and to do as much as they can uh, to stop genocides around the world. Very good. I totally agree with uh, my pastor, uh, and uh, I really suggest that uh, Armenians never forget. And just like Barbara said, pass this to another generation mm-hmm. and our grandkids. And uh, for non-Armenians to learn about Armenia, please, learn about this very first Christian nation. Yes. And that's my suge- suggestion, yes. Yeah. So I want to lift up a couple of global things, uh, themes as we come to a close. Uh, I'm going to give the details in just a moment. But... Uh, we live in a world where religious liberty is sometimes a struggle here in the United States and uh, in different states, uh, here in California and beyond, sometimes religious liberty is threatened. And those of us who come from the religious or faith-based community need to protect and to advocate for religious liberty for all. So not just for our own particular faith stream, but but for all. I think that's a very important principle here in the United States. We establish this country with uh, religious freedom and liberty, and we need to protect that. Number two... I think out of the pain and tragedy of the genocide that happens, both in Armenia in 1915 and then the others that have happened before and since then, uh, we have to teach people how to love and forgive. Uh, The scripture tells us, don't let a root of bitterness grow up within you, for in the end it will consume you. The absence of forgiveness actually can end up consuming you if you, you, we want to always remember, but we want to remember in such a way that we don't allow the enemy of our soul to allow us to become bitter. And so it's really important for me that all followers of Jesus be able to model that forgiveness that he lived and taught. And uh, when we confess our sins, the scripture tells us he's faithful to forgive us. So Christians who've been forgiven much should be willing to forgive others who are genuinely Mm -hmm. repent as well. 
I'm yeah. so thankful that you made this movie. I want to give the details one more time. Uh, April 24th at 6 p.m. at Capital Christian School uh, in the Arts Center, there's going to be a movie, Who Will Remember? There will be dance and some uh, original parts of uh, from the old country, and then there'll be information, question and answer. I want to thank my delightful guests for being here in the studio today. Thank our pastor-to-pastor audience, and let's remember, who will remember? The answer is, we will. Thank you so much for being part of the broadcast today. Thank Thanks you. for the invite. Thank, thank, you. You. thank you. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed Pastor to Pastor with our host, Dr. John Jackson, president of William Jessup University. If you'd like more information on today's guest, please call 916-924-0710 with the date of the program or listen at kfia.com under the ministries tab. We appreciate all area pastors and leaders for their selfless commitment to our region. Please tune in again next week at the same time for another glimpse into God's church on Pastor to Pastor.